Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthy is hot life. Well, 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 so we meet again, my friends. Um, Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you check out the rest. I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but I think they're pretty fire. Um, If you heard last week's, you heard me have a very passionate little rant about how I'm trying to quit vaping. Update, it's going well. A little bit nervous about this wedding I'm going to. A lot of my friends are fellow vapers. When the cocktails start flowing, the vapes come out. So I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to do my very best, okay? And then we will see what happens. Um, Today's guest is so rad. It's Amber, the founder of Misfit Studio, um, which is just the super, super dope spot in Toronto. Kind of this blends of yoga and Pilates and dancing and it's really different. It's been around for almost a decade now. They just expanded. Their new spot has a trampoline class. Like their whole thing is about being present and allowing your body to move. And in that movement, finding freedom of self. Now, bear with me. I know that sounds really abstract, but I swear it makes crystal clear sense when Amber talks about it herself. I actually spoke to her just a couple of hours ago and just needed to come home and edit this episode and make this the next one because I think we all need a reminder to be more present in our lives. I mean, I don't know about you, but like where the fuck did 2019 go? I mean, I feel like I remember turning 30 last November Oh, I just got a text message. And then um, all of a sudden January came and I had high hopes and big goals and all these wishes and dreams I was hoping to accomplish this year. Don't get me wrong. Some of them, some of them have gotten accomplished, but it's middle of October. Like we're pretty much nearing the end of the year and I want to be more present in my life. I want to be able to not worry about what's happened, what I missed out on, how I could have been better or always worrying about the future, or being hopeful, or being optimistic. I mean, I think a mixture of that is really good, but I kind of suck at being present. I'm always thinking behind or thinking ahead, and not negative per se, like being proud of the things I've accomplished, or looking ahead at how I can be better, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like sad sob story, but I would love to be more present in my life, and I feel like today's conversation kind of put me on the right path and for that Amber I thank you I also cannot wait to come try a trampoline class I love me a trampoline and it's been a minute since I've been on one but in the meantime here's this week's episode of the healthy is hot podcast when you were young obviously got into dance at the age of three like did you just come out of the womb moving and (laughs) loving to move yeah I feel really fortunate that my parents put me in dance I mean I think that's a pretty like common thing as like an after school program or a weekend program thing to do 
uh, and then I, I just loved it. I loved it, and my parents saw that I loved it and really supported it. See, we were very different because I was also put in dance because my grandmother was a showgirl. She was a cabaret dancer, Ooh, but wow. she also did ballet and jazz ballet and all everything. She, uh-huh. Movement was a big part of her life. It was a big part of her core. I don't think she could walk without dancing. Yeah. It just was in her. And um, you know that you sometimes you hear like things skip a generation. So my mom, two left feet, very much into UX, UI, computers, and tech. So my mom said, hey, maybe the whole dance thing skipped a generation and maybe my daughter has it. So she put me in jazz ballet and it was off like no, I no I remember having fun um I remember looking at the other girls in my class and being like wow that's so beautiful but <sighs> just you know when it came time for recitals I was in the far back corner I couldn't couldn't get it like I don't know that it's in innately in me wow um but with that said I've always loved the idea of interpretive dance yeah I remember when I got my very first apartment and I put on some music and I just started moving and it was it wasn't choreographed there was no rhyme or reason I just allowed my body to move in whatever which way it felt like at the moment and that was probably the first time in my life that I understood and finally felt and saw the power of dance and movement in that way and if not necessarily hitting a beat but it was just like allowing my body to move in conjunction and in partnership with music oh I call it the primal rhythm although I can't really claim that because that's really the truth in utero yeah the very first thing that we hear is the beating of our mother's heart so rhythm and understanding of the power of rhythm and synchronicity, it starts then. And I think, like, you know, when you see kids and a song comes on that lights them up, they yeah. dance. They oh, don't yeah. care who's watching or what they look like. And I think if we're given the freedom and we're in an environment where that is something that's supported, it's something that can stay with you forever. And it's one thing, like, music and dance, like, across the world in various cultures – you know, that is something that is consistent. Mm-hmm. Music, coming together for music. Music being a form of letting emotion out. And a lot of the times, dance is a part of that. It really is. And I is. love that. You forget having language barriers, but if you can connect over movement and over song, that's so powerful. And you have incorporated some of that, a lot of that, into what Misfit is at its very core. Totally. It's true. It's been the driving force because so dance was the first language that I learned. And then I found yoga and got like really into yoga. And then I was introduced to Pilates and found it really fascinating to talk about the anatomical components, you know, and the muscular development that happens with all this movement. But fundamentally, it was really like witnessing people in the state of ecstasy when they're moving their bodies and not thinking about what they look like, that freedom can be achieved. You know, you don't think about the weight of the day or whatever it is you might be processing through in the moment. You are in that present state of of like joy and freedom and celebration. It's almost like I read this, I don't know if it's similar, but this psychological term where you reach a state of flow. Yeah. And for creatives, um, some people refer to it as flow, but it's really where you forget everything else and you are just so immersed in whatever it is that you're doing that that becomes the only thing that you could possibly even think of. And what a liberating thing to be able to achieve. 
It's so true. It's true. I, I talk about it in class as practicing the art of presence. Okay. The more we can be in the moment of presence, the more we can identify like, how is my breath cycle right now? Has it synced up with my heart? Am I in flow? Am I in alignment with whatever this moment is meant mm-hmm. to be? Rather than getting like really stuck in the head and then doing all of that future projection thinking of, okay, I'm here yeah. right now, but like, what am I having for dinner and how am I getting home? How stressful I- is that? It's so stressful. And so many people yeah. do it. I do it all the time. Or the rewinding back in time and mm-hmm. like beating yourself up about going over a story or details in something that's already happened that you really can do nothing about. It's like understanding that we actually have the capacity to change that and to call us back into the moment and to practice presence. Practicing presence. I mean, I love that you call it practicing presence because I think it does take a lot of practice. And it's probably a practice that we'll need to continue for as long as we live, even if you have achieved being able to be present. Oh, I think so. I think that's... It is a practice. It's a practice and it's an art form. And I think those two are really in alignment with each other because it requires dedication and passion and curiosity. You've got to have those elements. Otherwise, it's really easy to tap out. So how, for someone who's a beginner, let's say, at the practice of being present, how can we slowly inch our way towards this idea and this Mm. notion of presence? Because it can seem very intimidating. I know. You know, and a little bit like this grand abstract concept that's hard to wrap your head around if you're not surrounded by people who also believe in it and talk about it. You know, for someone who's never experienced it but is so curious, what would you say to them? It's really true. It can seem very overwhelming. And even, you know, adding into it the, the word meditation. But I would say that simplicity is actually the key. That the power of our breath is the thing that can call us in. And so I start off, like just to talk a little bit about how it unites with Misfit Studio and the Misfit Method, each class starts off with something called setting space. And setting space is because that's how I start my day, by setting space, like waking up and dropping into a a really slow and intentional breath. Because then it kind of sets the tone for the rest of Mm -hmm. the day. It sets the mind. It sets the mind and the heart in unison. And so I think the breath is the most simple way to practice presence. It's this thing that we do unconsciously all day, every day until the day that we don't. So if we can tap into the power of it and really slow it down, and just follow the breath. And sometimes, you know, counting, counting to four on the inhale and counting to four on the exhale and following that yeah. for even a minute. It's amazing how it regulates the systems of the body. And then all of a sudden you feel a little more like, oh, there I am. Because you've taken the time to check in with yourself and almost like express gratitude for your body for being able mm. to do this all the time without you knowing it sometimes if I'm having a day where I feel overwhelmed I like to talk I talk to my heart and I'm like yo thank you for beating today and every day I'm like you were always there for me like my heart is there for me my lungs are there for me yeah and I feel like imagine starting your day with breath I mean I try to start every day with gratitude for sure that has become a habit for me but I would love to incorporate some of that breathing in one minute I mean it is 60 seconds truly 60 seconds that's all it takes I mean you could do it longer if it's something that calls to you but yes 
even just connecting on that really basic foundational level because it is this thing that we rely on yeah. to live and to exist. I love that that's how you also start your classes. Yes. Because then not only are you hopefully creating an environment where your students are present, but you're also kind of passing off this little nugget of wisdom. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can take this, take it home with you, do it, practice it. And that's part of what the messaging in the language, the very intentional language in the Misfit Method is about. It's about recognizing like you hold the power within yourself. We are not our thoughts. Thoughts are these wild swimming things that for some reason, especially in current day society, we hook into belief systems around. Rather than looking at these thoughts and thinking, I don't have to lock into that. That's going to move. I am greater and bigger than my thoughts. I am my consciousness. I am my soul. I can breathe. I can be back in this moment. And then boom, I'm present again. Wow. Not just like in that wild yeah. web of... Oh, and that it can be a spiral at times. It can be a deep, dark web at times. Yeah, the really thought, can. Thoughts can be nice. They can also be really, really mean. Yeah. And I think the thing with trying to be present is it's okay if you fall out of it. Just like when you meditate. Like it's okay if you kind of lose it, especially if you're beginning. But as long as you're making the effort to come back, I think that is worth celebrating. That's worth kind of striving for. And that's part of it being a practice. Yeah. It, you know, we can't be masters at it or experts at it overnight. It takes time and effort and practice. And even then, it's a daily ritual. It's like something that you got to just yeah. work at. I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and it's part of your morning ritual. Yes. So I think that's a testament to the fact that it's something we should all be going for. So you do that in the morning. Do you have other morning rituals? I'm around you. I'm like, I feel so zen around you. Like, whatever you are doing, whew, I, like, I want to drink the Kool-Aid. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I think other than breath work yeah. and starting off the day, I mean, I call it, you know, mindful meditation where it just, it, it sets the tone for my day. I also have a bit of a burning ritual where... I burn something and it's often, it's very seasonal. Yeah. So it's either sage or it's cedar in the winter. Right now it's cinnamon. And it's a bit of a clearing. It's yeah. a clearing out of the old. It's a welcoming in of the new. I also love burning shit. <laughs> Yo, burn. I used to be one of those kids that like had the magnifying glass. Oh yeah. And I would love burning stuff. Yeah, I think burning is like this beautiful, it's this combustion of energy. Yes. Like put me around a campfire. Like I might be a city girl right now, but put me in front of a campfire and I zone out like there's so much beauty and magic in it and um I'm so happy you talked about burning shit because I really wanted to ask you about Palo Santo yes I don't, I don't know like I keep seeing that everywhere and I saw it also in reference to you and I was like I'm not even gonna look it up I'm gonna ask her she's probably gonna be able to give me some information on this that is way better than Google. No shade to Google. Uh, yeah, no shade to Google. What did we do before Google? I don't know. I don't ask me what I did about Google Maps. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. any. I, don't, I feel dumb, but thank you. For uh, the, yes, thank you, Google. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so Palo Santo is another form of burning yeah. something. It's a wood. It's a tree. It originates from Peru, but now there's all kinds of Palo Santo trees that grow in South America. Uh, I source mine for the studio from a farming family in Peru. Thanks to Jenny Boucher who yeah. hooked me up with that. And it's a very particular smell that I love so much. 
I have been burning it at my studios for the 10 years that the studio has been around. It's so funny to watch how trends come and go. I know it's, it was really hot maybe last year still is. Um, but there's ancient properties in that, you know, anything that is ceremonial, anything that has some kind of sacred connection to burning and releasing old energy and welcoming in only the positive and the highest new energy is something that can be taken in as a ritual. And I loved that when I first discovered it 10 years ago. I made it a part of my practice. I made it a part of my scent. So it's like in my hair. It's Oh, yeah, I gave you a hug, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) It's in my clothes. (laughs) It's kind of been a a signature of mine for a really long time. But it's ancient. It's been practiced for for many, many, many. How great is it that you've made it a part of your studio and a part of your life, but you also get to help support this family in Peru? Yes. it's. I mean, that's a beautiful full circle moment. You are doing something that's impactful to your life, but you're choosing to source it in a way that also impacts other lives. Yes. And, I mean, thank you for saying that. It's really true. I think there was a a minute there where Palo Santo was getting some some negative press, and it was interesting hearing the other side of it, which is this is the first time that farmers in Peru are actually benefiting from the thing they've been doing that's been a pass down in their generational and ancestral lineage for years. And so it's just so ironic, the yeah. little stories that Gotta we can love make media. up. You know, media, media can be a beautiful thing, those headlines, but they can be really negative. And I think that's a good reminder to always look at both sides. Yes. You know, don't see a headline and jump in unless you get the full scope. But you're burning cinnamon right now? Yeah. Like, can I go get cinnamon sticks and burn it? Just cinnamon. That it's would smell so good. Cinnamon or lavender, if anyone yeah. ever gifts you lavender. Yeah. If you, you know, same, like let it dry and then burn it. It does. It smells so good. Oh my gosh. So essentially you go to a misfit class. Not only will you work on the practice of being present, you will get to smell some beautiful, beautiful smells and then you get to move. Yes. And you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but misfit is not considered a gym or a fitness studio. Mm. A big part of my ethos is that I ask people to do their best to remove the word exercise, okay. fitness, or workout from the experience because I really do believe when you find movement that speaks to your soul it doesn't become something that you have to do it becomes something that you long to do that you feel you know that you feel so much better on the other side and whether that's celebrating something in your day or getting over something that feels really intense I think it's a celebration of all of the things that we can do And so much of the time, and especially in all of the different worlds that I have existed in, the dance world, the yoga world, the Pilates world, there is a bit of an emphasis on the things that are wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You go in there to lose something. Yeah. You go in there to change something. Yeah. Yeah. Or fix something. Fix something. And although a big message is you can heal yourself. In fact, we are the only ones that can heal ourselves. But I believe it's the power of movement, that movement is medicine, that if we can tap into it, we understand processing through and moving through something that feels like it's stuck, whether it's a physical stuckness, Mm -hmm. you know, tension from sitting all day or being on our fucking phone too much or just 
whatever it may yeah. be, or an emotional stuckness, being stuck in an emotional pattern or in an emotional relationship that you don't know how to move past. Yep, we've all been there. Right? <laughs> or stuck in like an energetic stuckness yeah. where we're in a really dark place and we just don't know how to fucking get out. Movement is the tool that can process through all of those, all of the bodies, the physical body, the emotional body, and the energetic body. If it's done in this unison of, you know, alignment with who we are, with the power of music, the connection to breath, it's like it's remembering freedom from the inside. Powerful. It is powerful. And the energetic component, I think, is key. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like one level deeper than this practicing the art of presence. It's, it's tapping into that synchronistic energetic shift that happens when you're in flow state. Mm-hmm. Or even if you can't move, if your body is injured and you're mm-hmm. in a room of people who are moving and there is an undeniable energetic shift that happens when people are seeking something on the other side. And that's something, I'm not sure, is that kind of where people talk about higher vibrations, those higher vibrational states? Like when you're able to kind of tap into something, something greater, something better, something more whole. I feel like sometimes in a group setting, you really do feel that. I know I felt that um, in a couple of group meditation classes where on my own, my gosh, if I can hit like five minutes, I am celebrating. But when I'm in a group setting, all of a sudden I have, the ability to do so much more and I feel so much more present even though my eyes are closed I'm sitting on my own little mat I'm not interacting with anybody but knowing that there are other people doing the same thing it does change something in you yeah. so I can't I'm, I'm like moving and dancing and being free with that many people yeah with really loud yeah. music and no mirrors right there's no mirrors can we no talk mirrors. about that no because mirrors. that's fucking revolutionary yes thank you uh as right. someone who's very awkward and has ptsd from yeah. my jazz ballet classes yeah. and all it was was movement and judgment and criticizing and noticing that i wasn't doing the quote unquote like correct movements yeah like i hate i think that's why i've never gone back to a dance class i and i hear this a lot i really do again going back to this amazing dance teacher yeah. from back in the day she said she she there was no mirrors and she said, you learn how to dance from your soul. Like to three-year-olds. Wow. That wow. was her messages. That was, that was the, her messaging. And I held that really close. I kept that with me. I went to a performing arts high school, and I remember part of one of the responsibilities I took on was leading either a dance class or the dance warm-up and would turn away from the mirrors to encourage people to like get out of yeah. your fucking head. Yeah. Movement has nothing to do with what you look like. It's about remembering something deep inside of all of us that longs to feel free, that longs to feel liberated. And like I I think that's where real confidence comes from. Where you actually stop thinking about what you look like and you just live and exist in the way you feel. And what an amazing thing to have in place where like traditional gyms and fitness facilities, mirrors are everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, self-judgment is everywhere. Insecurities Mm -hmm. run rampant. Social comparison happens all the time. 
for a lot of people, there are certainly people that are very secure and feel okay in themselves. But for a lot of people, the gym can be intimidating for many reasons. But I think it's the mirrors. It's, it's being able to look at yourself, critique yourself, and critique yourself against others. You remove that, and all of a sudden, well, you can focus on more important shit. Yes. I think we're already really good at picking ourselves apart. Oh, yeah. We all know how to do that. It's like a top-notch scale. You put that scale number one on your resume. Right? <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's weirdly easy to and just un- destroy. Yeah, and it's like it's the thing that we can all commiserate from and with. But if that element is removed and then we're more in the celebration of connection, connection mm-hmm. to self, connection to each other, connection to source or higher vibration, yeah. that's really when that palpable shift happens Within you and in the room. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, you know, Shiva Ray is a really big inspiration to me. She introduced the yoga scene back in like the 90s to something called ecstatic dance. And ecstatic dance was something that she traveled around the world, basically learning different tribal dances and different cultural dances. And then inspiring a room full of people based on the movement and the music that she would collect from this research. And eventually it's like, if we can get to that state of liberation and freedom, we do know how to move. We know how to move. You know, when you put on a song that like lights you up, you just, you can't help it. Your body moves around (laughs) and it feels so good. It's like joy and it's light. You're not like, who's looking at me and judging me. No, I was a big EDM kid. Okay. Back when like, dubstep Amazing. was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And that was where I, I mean, I don't know if it was called dance. I bopped around a lot. Like I was jumping and moving. I don't know where my arms were going. Yeah. But, like that scene was great. It was like a, my scene 2.0 back when I was super into emo metal music, which also like the moshing and stuff is like a form of movement. But then it in is. EDM, you continue it. It is. Yeah. It totally is. And I think because it's the thing that we've lost yeah. when it comes to tradition and celebration here specifically. I mean, I'm talking yeah. like we can talk about Toronto, but North yeah. American society. It's like, we need to either get drunk and go to the club yeah. or there's gotta be a reason. Like people love going to weddings because they know they're going to dance rather than just like dancing. So we got to incorporate dancing. Yeah. Let's and bring look, dancing and back. Look, if dancing freaks you out. <laughs> Amber's got you covered. Who doesn't like to jump on trampolines? I love this idea of a trampoline class. Thank you. And this is in your new studio, right? Yeah, yeah, this is is in the new studio. So how dance can start to just kind of seep into all of the other classes. We have trampoline classes. They're rebounding. It's amazing for pelvic floor stabilization. It's amazing for lymphatic drainage. But it's also just like joy and fun and remembering that we all have an inner child inside of us that longs to be fed. You know, like she just wants to play. She wants to feel light. How do people feel like you must see the reaction? Like I feel like, yeah, I feel like you, I, their face looks different. Like, yeah, because jumping on a trampoline is liberating. Yes. Like, you don't need to do backflips to have fun. You just bounce. No, you just bounce around. Just, like, literally bounce. Bounce around, <laughs> play some really fun, ridiculous yeah. remixes of all the songs we love. And that's all you need for, like, an hour. <laughs> that's all, And I bet, like, 
the calorie burn on that must be wild too. I'm like sure moving, it is. You're moving for a whole hour. You're giving your body the gift of movement for a whole hour. It is amazing to strengthen the cardiovascular system. Yeah. You know, talk about gratitude for your heart beating all day for you. We end that class by saying, like, feel the beating of your heart. Your heart just did that work for you. It's amazing. Strength from the inside yeah. out. Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, it's a little yoga, a little Pilates, a little dance, a little trampoline, a whole yeah. lot of movement. And the name Misfit. Like, A, it's great. Look, you've got Miss and you got Fit. Like, perfect. But then just the fact that Misfit for a long time is like, well, that person's a misfit. Or yeah. I feel like a misfit. It was, it, I feel like for a very long time, it was deemed like an outlier. And not always in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're kind of flipping the script and being like, being a misfit is rad. Like yeah. it is okay to be different and to do things differently and we can do it together. Because I actually think we all are. Imagine if everyone was the same. Well, but people strive to be the same. So it's like fucking boring to me. Yeah. So if we, I think I saw somewhere you were asking like, what does this getting closer to the truth mean? Yeah. I think if we can just strip down all of the strange feedings that we get from media and from society and really truly honor who we are as unique beings we're all misfits we're all radical we're all rebels we're all totally different from each other Mm -hmm. and that is something that I think should could I choose to celebrate like it's something that can be celebrated rather than like, I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to mask my weirdness and fit in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm- that is really what the origin of, of calling the studio Misfit Studio is, is from. And it's kind of, I mean, it's stuck 10 years later. It's stuck. It started off as like I, I became known as the rebel and the misfit in the yoga world because I was mixing all these like dance and yoga and Pilates elements to loud music from day one. And it seems wild to say it now, but like no one was using music. Classes were done in silencio, very serious. And I was like, let's shake this shit up. And you did, and you're doing it. I mean, when someone goes to Misfit for the first time, they're a total newbie. They're a virgin. Like, what is your hope, like, when they walk out? To feel better about themselves when they walk out than what they did when they felt or as they felt walking in. Because I think if we can remember, again, that, like, we are our own healer. Mm-hmm. We are our own savior. We are the only one that can move past the obstacles in front of us. We are the only ones that can overcome like really negative thought patterns. We are the only one that can choose to wake up and say, I'm going to take a trampoline class today. (laughs) Then you do it Mm -hmm. and you feel better about yourself. It's like, oh yeah, I just did that. I can continue to do this. It sounds like a very safe space. That is my ultimate hope, yes, that people can walk in and just be themselves. To being ourselves. I want to cheers to you with my, <laughs> my charcoal lemonade. I want to yeah. cheers to you to your multiple Misfit, to your decade-long relationship with Misfit in this city and bringing joy and movement to people. And I also want to congratulate you. Is it a secret? 
It's not a not secret. A secret. <laughs> <laughs> you are with child. Yes, I am with child. I love saying with child. It sounds like very like, I don't know, old school. I love it. Oh, no, I love it. Like six well, months. Thank you. That's like, yeah. you're growing not only a community here in the city, but like you are growing a little one in your body. Like a, talk about appreciation and gratitude oh. for your physical body. Oh, yeah. We are miraculous, especially what women are capable of doing. Oh, my God. It is it is an incredible experience. Like you are a total badass. There's That's not a secret. But how do you feel going into this new chapter? I feel, I feel so great. I feel alive. I yeah. feel like maybe more alive than I've ever felt. I feel creative and inspired. Um, I'm grateful that it's been a good experience. Yeah. I, I haven't been sick or my energy levels have been really high, which is amazing. Yeah. So who knows how this little <laughs> little being is going to be. <laughs> um, but I feel really optimistic about bringing someone into this incredible community that has held me up, yeah. that has helped to save me over and over and over again. Yeah, some, some of the most profound and powerful and strong women I know our teachers, our students that come to the studio, and I can't think of a better environment to be raised in. Oh, my, you're like, talk about dream situation. Yes. A little one to be surrounded by a bunch of badass babes. Like, yeah. I'm into that. The Misfit <laughs> family is growing. For real growing. And you've been <laughs> able to continue moving. Yeah. Which is amazing because I think, yeah, I feel like that's being turned on its head too. This idea that you can't move if you're pregnant. Obviously, consult your doctor, but if you feel great there's still some movement you can do it's true and i'm going to be recording next week a series of videos for our online video subscription that are specifically for pregnancy oh that's great yeah. so look so if you are with can... child or you were thinking of being with child how do people go and subscribe it's all on the website okay. misfitstudio.com and there's a little tab that says videos and i think we have 45 videos wow. now and we'll be adding a bunch more for pregnancy amazing yeah. so you can check out the multiple locations you can check out the videos go meet amber in person peeps i gotta tell you this has been such a treat thank you so much thank you so much for asking me yeah, to be here so really fun. okay the honor's last, mine one last but not least what does healthy is hot mean to you oh, yeah, right. amber? healthy is hot i think that we are all so much stronger than we think we are and being able to tap into the fire inside of us there is nothing hotter and there is nothing more healthy than that. Ooh, on that note, I need to go burn some shit. <laughs> Cinnamon sticks, here I come. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thanks to Home, this really cool modern meditation space in Toronto, for hosting us and making us feel right at home today. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out on experience FOMO. Rate and leave us a comment and also follow us on Instagram at healthiesthot. But most of all, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week.